Hey, K Pasta people, hope you're doing great. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, or it was a beautiful Saturday. It still is a beautiful Saturday here in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, yesterday was really cold and rainy. Cold for Pensacola, by the way. Not for all you people who live like in actual cold places. And, but yeah, today is amazing. Try to get outside a lot and, uh, you know, outside of four white walls and right angles and into into nature a little bit more. They say that's good for our brain and for our heart, both hearts, metaphysical and also physiological and our bodies. So been trying to do a lot more of that lately. Uh, this is episode six. We're talking about one of my favorite subjects is music. Hopefully there's going to be a lot more of these. Um, this is just uh, music's one of those conversations and one of those topics that uh, it's sort of endless for me. So I really enjoy it, and uh, it's with my buddy Roger. He's also a huge lover of music, and uh, yeah, it was just a really cool conversation. I hope you get a lot from it, um, or just enjoy it, uh, whatever it is, whatever your 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 deal is there. Um, I got a favor to ask if you can leave a star review on apple Podcasts if you listen there or on spotify um i know on apple Podcasts you can leave a star review and you can write a short review spotify is starting to roll out this star function right now but i think it's only for listener for podcasts that have listeners that like, like more than five listeners so we're getting there um and then the last thing, if you can, share it with at least one person. If you like something, if you think it might resonate with somebody, just share it with somebody. I'm having an awesome time doing this, and um, I find myself thinking about it a lot and trying to find people, um, which actually is not that hard to interview, and I'm just having an awesome time with it. So I realize that there are millions of podcasts out there. But you're listening to this one. If you're hearing my voice, you're listening to this. And I want to say thank you. I'm like extremely grateful for it. And it just blows my mind um, that, you know, of all the podcasts that could be out there, you're listening to this one. So, um, yeah, it just means a lot to me. All right. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, I was like, I gotta, I gotta fire my that fucking guy. That, that guy's, that guy's horrible. You need some fucking work. Man. I pay him too much money <laughs> to to lose out on audio quality yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I honestly, I haven't really been uh, keeping up with my Spotify. I haven't really been listening to music lately, dude. Don't. I've yeah. been kind of um, listening to nothing, which is like silent. You know, silence right. is kind of nice sometimes. Silence is nice sometimes. I'm over here fucking juggling gravity. Yeah. So, no, silence is nice sometimes, but sometimes silence is too silent. You know, and then Especially that. If you got tinnitus, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I, I can do it. Watch. <laughs> um, I can actually do it. That wasn't it. Ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't a sound clip. That was an actual drummer uh, doing actual drum things. That was live. Now pay him. He needs money. Uh, pay me so I can pay my shitty sound editor. Because <laughs> that guy's got some... He's got to go back to sound editor school. He needs to restart. Take it off. Um, 
what were we? Oh, when we when we when we drove up, there was the uh, you were listening to. Um, but that's the black. Was that the Black Keys' first song on their first album? Right. Yeah, there's Attack and Release, correct? Right. No, no, uh, no. The song that you were listening to when I rode up and you had your your windows rolled down. Oh, okay. Oh man, what was that song? Um, don't. And, uh, something woman, like psychotic woman or something like that. Oh, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with that. <laughs> we're going to go with that. But it's the Black Keys, and it's one of their older songs. And, yeah. I Honestly, I was sitting in the car, and um, I changed my back seat, and I just put on, like, a playlist that had, like, a, a Black Keys, uh, the Gorillas, White Stripes, just, like, a little playlist I just put on. Like a early two thousand, yeah, like alternative kind of rock. Yeah. Dude, that was a good time for music, man. I mean, I was in I was in high school, mm-hmm. so that was like, oh man, that was awesome. Too. Dude, I hated the white when the White Stripes first came out. I was like, fuck those guys, you know? Really? Yeah, it was just weird. But the only reason is is because I was a little asshole and I thought that I had to be. I was on the like. I thought I was in okay music, but I was still like, oh, these guys are trying to sound like something that's not from this era. I was, you know? Yeah. I mean, even like middle school and high school, I was definitely like pretentious about music in that way. Yeah. I was like, oh, something, something is new and it's good. Fuck it. It's not real. Yeah, it's because you're young you're trying to and you're something. immature and you're eat, you're wearing your ego and you're trying to be all badass, right? Yeah. But, but then you get older, well, if you get older and you do it right, you're... You shed that, and then you go. You know what? I don't fucking care. Fucking Dua Lipa, I fucking a baddie. <laughs> well, she's a baddie for sure. But I like, dude. I play her shit on the drums. Hell yeah! Because her her last album was it's very disco-y. Mm-hmm. and I I like uh, good disco. Yeah, I really like it, and it's really good for drumming, and it's really good for like it's really fast and yeah. just not too complicated. And uh, yeah, it's like. Oh, it's really great. But besides the fact that while I'm playing, I'm like, all right, I'm imagining that I'm her drummer. Yeah. And I'm like picturing, you know what I mean? And besides that, I'm also, like, I, I like her music. So now I don't give a shit. Like, Gangnam Style, remember that? Oh, what, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. I love that song. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a catchy damn song. I will say that. Yeah. For sure. So anyway, you were you were listening to Black Keys as we wrote up. And then you were listening to that playlist, but... As we said before, Black Keys, those three, I think the first three, four albums, I guess, were, is what put them on the map. That's yeah. why, you know, you can't get to where you are now without doing that. And they were doing that and nobody knew about those records. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, they were just putting them out because. Yeah. Just because they wanted to. But then when you start developing, um, like, you know, some, like some, a fan base or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you know, getting played on other radio and this and that or whatever. And then when people like me, when I came into the scene, I, mean, I think I knew about them within their first or second album. I knew about them. Uh-huh. And then I think it wasn't until Attack and Release, uh-huh. the one that they did with Danger Mouse, because uh-huh. at that time I was really big into underground hip hop. And Danger Mouse did the Grey album mm-hmm. where he mixed Jay Z's Black album with Jay-Z's Beatles' White Black Album. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then he's he did so many other things with other people. Like he did a he did an uh, he did that album the the mouse and the mask with MF Doom together. Oh, no, he did that album. Yeah, Dang. 
And they did a lot of collaborations for like Adult Swim. Uh huh. Anyway, so I was really into that. But then when I saw like, oh, this band did a thing with Danger Mouse, mm-hmm. I was like, let me listen to this. Check it out. Yeah. And I loved it. But then, which is really great about this exploratory process, is you go, oh shit, they got like three or four albums already. So then you're only, well, let me go. And then you got a freaking catalog. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, let me go listen to this. Yeah. And then you listen to it and you're like, what? That's that's kind of where I'm at now where I, I'll find a new band. Like like how last time we hung out, uh, you introduced me to that band Black Lips. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, I've been listening to them probably nonstop. Like anytime I'm listening to music, I put on Black Lips and I've been going through all their albums. And I really enjoy the music. Yeah, they're 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 it's real different. And again, I don't think that I don't think that I would. I had to get this water, dude, because I got oh, everyone's got a drink. I got water. cotton mouth, dude. <laughs> uh, I found out about them through a buddy of mine in Atlanta back in the day. Not while I was living there, but. When I would come back on uh, vacation and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and it, you know it's funny. He and I even talked about a couple of weeks ago. We talked about. I was like, I was asking about music, and he was like, "Oh man, back when we were hanging out, I was in this really pretentious stage." And I was like, "Oh shit, no, no shit, like oh, yeah? me too," <laughs> you know. But anyway, I still learned a lot from from his what he shared me back uh-huh. in the day. And Black Keys was one of those. And even though they were like really, there were some odd things about them that had nothing to do with their music, mm-hmm. um, I really liked their sound. Yeah. And and even though they were, okay, people can, well, they got this analog sound. Okay, like, okay. there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's, as long as you put out stuff that you like, mm-hmm. that you want to hear, mm-hmm. and then you're writing songs that you want to hear. Can you raise your microphone up a little bit? It, well, you might just have to angle it up. Because that that hinge there is really weak. A messy. That's okay. There yeah. How's that? Is that better? That's better. Yeah, you can tighten it up there. You can try. And then you can, and there's one that's right next to the... Uh, oh, this guy right yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Um, as long as you're writing music that you like, and that you believe in, mm-hmm. right? And then you put it out. You know, you can be influenced by '60s garage rock, like they yeah. were, or whatever. As long as you, it comes from a good place, and then, you know what I mean. And you want to do it, then you put it out. That's it. Doing it for the idea that I want to get rich, that's different. It's different. There's, a, no. I'm not going to necessarily say that's wrong, even though I, I, that's I don't like that. I don't agree with the idea of. Um, this sort of belief that you have to capitalize on your hobbies like like music for example but I mean you could really do that with anything let's say you're really into woodworking you know what I mean and you like restoring furniture and just like giving pieces to like your friends and family and then one day you're like I'm gonna take my hobby that has nothing to do with my actual career and I'm gonna make it a job and then you ruin it you know what I mean you ruin it for yourself and so I feel like, in a way, like making music only to make money or only to get rich and famous is not necessarily, right. you know, what you should be doing. That's not the reason people made music. Yeah, they music make. Music is supposed to 
music was a way to you know express yourself and elicit emotions in like a, a wide range to a lot of people you know what i mean exactly yeah i i and i hear you and and just like we're saying it's not necessarily wrong but i don't know it's not right but in that sense what is right like mm-hmm. you know there are bands that have been out um, that were put together by basically like a corporation, and yeah. that's how. And, and, oh, absolutely. Like it, and, yeah. they, and they have good music. And they have good music, you know, and, and they enjoy it. Still, yeah, you know? which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like the woodworker thing. What if, you know? Let's say that like they enjoy doing it because they enjoy doing it, enjoy the process of making it, and then they enjoy giving it away, right? Yeah. And then let's say like you said, they decide, oh, I want to see if I can sell this. Well, not to say it happens every time, but what if they do it, but then they realize, oh. Now I'm doing it to get the money, and I don't believe in it. Like, like I don't like to sit here and just do it for hours because now it's like there's this money thing. Whereas before, it, it takes the passion. Out yeah, of it, like yeah. the it was intrinsically rewarded mm-hmm. before because I just liked doing it. Yeah, but then there's some people that can say, "Hey, I'm gonna do this woodworking thing. I think I'm gonna do it because I really like it," and then they actually are very successful at it. Yeah. You know, and they they figure out how to turn it into a business, mm-hmm. and that is good. You know, like that that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um. So, it's just sort of you can hear. You can hear like at, at least for me, I feel like I feel like not every time, but I feel like I can hear music that still has a soul inside of it, mm-hmm. whereas music that that was made. To be popular. Just pop music. You know? Yeah, just made to sell. Yeah. And again, not to say that everything that's made that way is, is necessarily bad, because it's not. No. But it's almost like, dude, it's almost like the difference to me of like uh, of like a GMO apple versus a <laughs> non-GMO apple. Non-GMO. When I hold them in my hand, like one has more weight, and I, and I feel, I'm like, I feel like that you have more to offer to me, uh, you know, and look, oh, look, you're non-GMO, you know, like, oh, no. <laughs> so like music is like, like GMO music is like this one that's like synth- like synthetic and made to be, uh, you know, to, easily, yeah, easily, easily consumed, consumed and just, you know, whereas the other one is, is harder, yeah. uh-huh. you know, and it has more, it has more value. Yeah. So, like it literally, like the like greatest songs we hear, like in our lives, we're like, oh man, somebody had like severe depression. They lost their, they were hooked on heroin. They were going through some trauma. Yeah. And now it's like your fucking ringtone. <laughs> yeah. We took their trauma and said, "Thanks. We're gonna we're gonna use that." Yeah. Wow. Well, oh yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, but that anyway. The, um. Yeah. The. I think that's. I think that's what it is there. What have you been? So you said you haven't been listening. It's just been it's just been silence. But so, that playlist that you're listening to there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what made you pick that one? Um. To be honest with you, it was the the first one on my page. Oh, uh, but I, I mean, it, it was um, it wasn't like a like a an automatic playlist. It was it was one that I made like previously, and um, normally like I, I really haven't been like searching for new music, and like uh, a lot of the time I I really like I'll get in the car and I'll be like I'm gonna listen to music, 
but I am almost like oversaturated with music. Like sometimes I don't know what I really want to listen to because I sometimes listen to a very wide, you know, kind of like selection of genres and so I just don't listen to anything. Yeah, you get the like the uh like this abundance of choice. Yeah. That this first world problem. It's oh. a huge, definitely a first world problem. It is. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh I have to I don't know what I want to listen to. What do I feel what what music represents my mood right now? I have to choose what I listen to. What what's yeah. gonna be my soundtrack on my uh, drive home? How how can I what song can I play to lean my head out the window as if my wife just divorced me or something and I'm going through some shit when in reality my life is pretty okay? Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I, dude, I feel that it, recently <clears throat> I've been listening to more podcasts mm. and audiobooks mm. rather than music, which is good because I'd like consuming that information. Yeah. And, you know... I, I like you learn a lot and while you're driving and it's great. I hate isn't that thing's giving you a hard time, huh? No, it's it's okay. Um, I'm not fighting with it too much. Right. I think I got it right here. I think this is this is right. solid. Um but sometimes when you so when you're looking on a macro level or not a macro level, on a micro level, at least for me, I'll like I will notice or I'll think about it like, "Oh, you know what? I've been listening to a lot of just like again podcasts, audiobooks, yeah. whatever." But then I'll notice um, my mood, mm-hmm. and then I'm a lot more—I don't know—I don't know the word, maybe contemplative, or I've been a lot more like, you know, like introspective, or, or like, yeah. w- or whatever it is. And I'll notice a lot of times that I haven't been listening to m- music, mm-hmm. and then so at that point, I'll try to use music to like lift me out of this. Kind of a rut. Almost. Yeah, maybe maybe a rut or like a not even or like a funk or I mean not even that right. Yeah. Just like this this thing that I'm in, right? This little haze that I'm in, mm-hmm. I'll, and I'll try to use music to like pull me out of it. Just because I and not to say that the, I don't like the podcast and I don't because I love them, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. At least for me, uh, since I'm like a super music guy, um, I think like. I think I just noticed that. And when I don't access a lot of music is when I almost feel, like, affected by it, uh-huh. you know? And, I mean, that – it makes sense. I mean, music is has been shown medically to reduce anxiety, to help with um, depression, um, to increase your focus. I mean, I mean, the, there are so many benefits to literally just listening to music. Yeah. You know I mean? But I'm sure, uh, you know, at some point you could over overconsume and just like oh yeah I mean, listen to too much it's like it's like everything mm-hmm. yeah well, yeah everything's good in moderation yeah like you said you could definitely over consume and and then you get to the point where you're like I don't know what I want again <laughs> there are, that's not even a problem it's like a cycle yeah it's it not it's not even a pro- it's not a real problem uh-huh. you know um but yeah you get too much and then that's where like you said before the silence mm-hmm like it's that's really good too you know uh, it, uh, it also too much silence can you know also be yeah not good. it yeah. can also be not good so um yeah i think 
definitely like using it as a tool like that and like cycling in and out. But then, um, and sometimes whenever I work out, I'll put on like, I don't even know what the playlist is, but like, ba- like tooth, like bangers, 2000 or like <laughs> bangers of 1990s yeah. or whatever. And there's so much like, uh, I don't know what people could be like, like, this is corny music or, or again, past Tyler would have been like, Oh, I would uh, never is, listen to this. this is but, but secretly yeah. like, I was like, Oh, I fucking mm, liked it. Mm, Even mm, back in the day. Right yeah. Now. yeah. But now, cause I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, dude, I'll tell you what song I, I think I liked it in the past, but I really like it now. Do you know the, uh, the song by lit that goes, um, uh, that my own worst enemy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> like it's one of it's, so that genre mm-hmm. of like rock, whenever I'm feeling pretty low, right? That's what you listen to. I'm that genre there because it's it, they're very they're like strong power chords, like open A's and E's, yeah. right? Like they're like they strike a chord with just this natural, right? There's not like these like half tones or like semitones or like flats, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's those are usually like a little more melancholy, right? But these, it's just really loud, like, yeah. you know, or like Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue, you know, <laughs> like that's real fast and yeah. it's just like brainless, mm-hmm. but it gets you moving, you know, because a lot of times your body, um, when you're in a rut like that, you know, your body, you, if you choose to move your body, mm-hmm. your, your mind will, your brain will follow, mm-hmm. right? Um so, you know, be paying attention to that. So, yeah, man, I'll put on, like, these, like, stadium rock. I'm not supposed to like them, you know, because I'm a music guy, but I fucking but love them. I still fucking love them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but that song is... I mean, that song is good, but you know what I mean? I like, know what you it, mean. It kind of falls in that category, yeah. I'd say. You I, know? I. Okay, here's another one for you. Okay. Thunderstruck. Oh, Oh man, okay, so ACDC is actually a great example because yeah. I literally like I will have like ACDC come on on like my like a random playlist that I'll play on and I'll be like, "Nope, skip. Can't listen to them." But same. But I know like they're actually good. You know what I mean? But I just feel like they're so mainstream. Overplayed. Overplayed, yeah. But Thunderstruck's a freaking banger. Yeah, I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day. Shout out to you, Brandon Judy. Hey. And um he was like, his thing was like, name, name uh, a better intro in any song ever. I'll wait. And I replied to him with like the flat face, with the eyes are like flat and the <laughs> mouth's flat, you uh, know? I'm like, get out of here, dude. Like for me, is it a sick intro? Absolutely. Yeah, it's sick. But I, it's not the sickest intro ever, it's right? Like, no. But I feel that way about ACDC. Mm-hmm. I, like everybody... Plays them so much, and then they're played in NASCAR, and then they're played in this, the Bass Pro Shots. And- the, the idea of ACDC to me is like middle school, 12, 13-year-old just figuring himself out, and he's like, whoa, rock music's pretty good. Yeah. And he listens to Back in Black by ACDC. That's the idea in my head. Yeah. But the reality is, I mean, they're a freaking good band. They're a good band. Truthfully, they're a an amazing band. band. Yeah. Like, Angus Young is a... Monster, sick guitar player. Yeah, and it forget the little shtick. You know, he's wearing the schoolboy outfit, whatever. Right, that dude is a sick guitar player. And Back in Black, that album, 
I remember listening to that album when I was like a little kid. Uh-huh. I think my dad, well, he had it on 8-track for sure. I'm, he probably had it on vinyl back in the day, whatever, right? Uh-huh. But I remember the CD. And I remember like just coming you know, to turn, and figuring out stuff. And I remember my dad was always playing, because it's a sick looking album cover. It's all black. Uh-huh. It's got the AC, DC, AC, and DC white. right in the middle. Yeah. Yep. And like, I was like, what is it? You know, and then we started playing, and the first song on that album is Hell's Bells. And it just comes on mm-hmm. with these big, gothic sounding like church, church bells. bells in the back. Yep. It just, I gotta do, I'm getting chills <laughs> just thinking about it. And then, then it, then it, and it plays for, those bells play for like 30 or 45 seconds. Seconds of just bells. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yep. You know what I mean? I didn't know I got a, like some sort of, you know, gothic, like, I don't know, like Notre Dame, like, you know what I mean? Like somebody recorded Notre Dame's bells and it's yeah. just the album. And that's you know? it. That's the whole album. Uh, yeah. yeah. Some old Frenchman that used to live like, you know, like two blocks away. That was what like <laughs> soothed them. So somebody recorded it and he's the only guy ever that bought that album. Yep. Anyway. But then when that, the, when the guitar comes in with that, <laughs> it's sick. I got chills now. <laughs> yeah. It's sick. And it, what's cool about ACDC is like there was it, when you look at the other album covers too like it's one of their early ones when they had the other the other singer because uh, they, they had two singers uh-huh. and their first they one had two died yeah well the first one died I yeah. don't know this wow I'm learning things today dude. yeah the Let's first go. one died so if you notice like for instance the singer that sings Highway to Hell uh-huh. is different from the singer that sings Hell's Bells they yeah. sound very similar. They're very, okay, I see it. I yeah, see but it now. they yeah. hired him because the new guy, because he sounded like him, mm-hmm. but he died. All right. Um, anyway, we look at their old album covers. Like they'll have these like little subtle like uh, like satanic imagery. Mm-hmm. You know, they use like the the five point star with the circle uh-huh. a lot. The then, yeah, the pentagram. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, my my monkey brain was like, I know there's a word. <laughs> monkey. Pen, <laughs> penta. Pit. Fi- Pent means five. five t- okay, you mean yeah, a star bean. with a circle? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Beans don't have five. All right, whatever. Anyway, they'll have like, you know, like uh, horns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you'll like see, face, yeah. Snarling. Yes. Yeah, horns, yeah. yeah. And you'll see these people that are like, oh, well, they're like satanic. You know, right, whatever, right? You may worship the devil. They haven't fucking made amazing music. But they have a lot of great music. But I think, at least for me, Back in Black, that album. I mean, so Hell's Bells. That song sounds evil. It does. And it sounds it great. Does. And it sounds awesome. And then on that album, you have uh, Shook Me All Night Long. You got Back in Black. You got Rock yeah. and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. Yep. All those That's songs are on, songs that on that record. One album. Yeah. I never thought about that. I haven't listened to that like specific album in years. You know what I mean? Because every time ACDC comes on, I'm like, eh. That's good. I'm the same. Yeah. But but it's because they play bullshit like TNT. I'm dynamite. Yeah. yeah you know, dude, like your that. impression is perfect. <laughs> dynamite. <laughs> oh my God. It's perfect. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, like, and I skipped that. But if you go in and you listen to their deep cuts, uh-huh. like, it's like ZZ Top. People, I like, I like LaGrange and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go and you listen to, like, deep cuts, their music's great, you know? And just like ACDC, when you listen to shit that's not played on the radio, I mean, a lot of it still has the staccato guitar stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, 
that was their that that's their thing, you know. And it's just this big, loud um, arena rock. The yeah. drums are very. So when I teach people, uh, when I teach like even kids and adults alike, when I'm teaching them like drums, and I find out that they like rock music, mm-hmm. I always start out with ACDC. ACDC. One hundred percent. I'm pretty sure like the first song I ever learned on my guitar was literally "Back in Black." Dude, I can't like, even. Actually, I would. I. That's the first song you learned. I think so. I tried to learn that song like two or three years ago on a guitar, and I gave up after like five minutes. I mean, don't get me wrong; I couldn't play it well, but I knew how to play it, you know. Yeah. And then I remember "Back in Black," and the other song that I knew how to play was "Paradise City" by Guns N' Roses. Because oh, my sick. dad loved Guns N' Roses. He was a big, like, um, he was big in, like, 80s and 90s, like, hair metal. So, like, Motley Crue and Guns Just N' Roses. My dad, too. Poison and Rat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, all those bands. So, he was really into those. And, um, yeah, he got me listening to that kind of stuff. And he, his favorite out of all of them was probably Motley Crue. And he said that, like, he would, like, we... I'd be like three or four years old and we'd be in the truck. Is that typically the age kids start speaking? Honestly, I don't even know because I don't have kids. um, I mean, you'll kids start saying their first words around one around. Wow. Like that's what their first words, but we're talking like mama. Yeah. Yeah. Dada. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like that kind of stuff. But then they don't start forming sentences like pretty good sentences talking until like two and three. Two and three? Yeah. Okay, so maybe around... Three and four, you're already speaking, probably. You're you're speaking, speaking. Yeah, you're not going to be, you know, quoting a monologue from Uh Shakespeare, right? But you're you're speaking, speaking. Or not to be, that is the question. Yeah. But um, basically, I would, like, as a kid, I would be like, I would listen to monster music. And so that's what I call it. I call it monster music. And it would basically be Motley Crue or Metallica. And monster music, monster music, and he would put on "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Motley Crue. That was my favorite <laughs> song when I was like a, like a little kid. Girls, girls, girls. You know, it's, man, it's I, d- um, I have my own memory of uh, Motley Crue and my dad too. Really? Yeah, we'd be in the garage, and my dad had like a, a heavy bag <clears throat> that he'd. So we did Taekwondo, so he'd like kick it, and, you okay. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember this tape that was. On the wall, mm-hmm. just always sitting there, and it was um, it was Motley Crue, and I don't know if it's the album. I could be, well, they have a song for sure, but it might be an album that was called Doctor Feel Good. Yeah, I always remembered that, and so we'd be in the car and like, Dad, play Doctor Feel Good, and it was like, Feel Good, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, amazing, yeah, oh my god, yeah, so good, the guitar. It, the, 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 almost like the staccato. The dun, 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 dun. It's so it's so good. The it's band good. are they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Like musician, like they're awesome, and they were wild. Really, honestly, I don't really know much about them other than like I mean, a couple of their I, songs. I don't know. I mean, I know as I read like the articles and stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah. But they have they have an autobiography. Out. Then there was that like Netflix. Documentary slash like fictional depiction of their okay. th- that came out as well, bro. They were wild, like uh-huh. anything out of your stuff that you wouldn't you couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. They were wild, wow. and but they were amazing, amazing. Like Tommy Lee, as much as 
he's now become like a like a fucking cartoon character of himself or whatever, right? That dude is an incredible drummer. Mm-hmm. Like incredible. He was doing these things where he was like in the cage and they'd they'd like lift him up in the air and he's like doing like three sixties and doing a drum solo. What the That's dude? Wild. And but and and he was it was drum solo like it was like sounding like a bunch of like a bunch of like throwing a box of pans downstairs right no it was very musical and yeah. very badass so those guys were serious musicians dude wow. still yeah still are yeah but uh yeah Motley Crue man like all those bands in in the eighties or well, most of them were good oh yeah you I know? would say so yeah yeah I, I mean yeah. Twisted Sister. That was a, that's a weird. I forgot about them. Oh my god. I remember their, that music video. That I think it was from Come On Through Your Noise. But they had like on their album covers, they had a guy with like, you know that it was like this medieval torture. I think that's. I think I could be wrong, but Twisted Sister actually could be a play on words of that medieval torture device. Anyway, they were. He was like wearing this steel mask with uh-huh. only like one eye out or whatever I think it was like mask that had like spikes in it it was yeah, like a torture yeah. you know what I mean but I all those super weird you know what I mean and they had all everything was like like super violent and then also like hyper sexualized yeah. and then the dudes wearing the like they were wearing like female like clothes too yeah. right mm-hmm. well I mean again whatever right but like for the time for the, the time, 80s. That was very progressive. Yeah, it was it was really weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And you'd see like even like David Lee Roth from mm-hmm. Van Halen, he'd come out wearing like leotards and you know what <laughs> I mean? Print and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it would but it, for the time it was yeah, like you said it was really it was like really progressive. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. I wonder how there's got to be somebody that talks about how that how that music in the 80s developed. Mm. into being that so a lot of people like be like i like to forget about the 80s but there's so much good music like rock yeah pop like michael jackson phil collins phil genesis collins. Yep. you know genesis. what i mean yep. like huey lewis in the news mm-hmm. like it, you know it just, and then even like the bands like um like tears for fears mm-hmm. and like uh like all those like 80s bands you know what i mean that like all the music. I used to think that music was so corny, but now I again that's another thing I do if I'm working out and I want to listen. Those songs make you so happy. I want a freaking synth in the back. That's what I need. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Or like, what's the Tears for Fear song that I love? Oh, shout, shout, let it all out. Oh my God, yeah. I forgot they sing that, dude. That song is a jam. Yeah, you is. know. Yeah. Like, like and all the like, all those songs, man. And then how do we get from that? And then you go, then you get into like the late eighties, which is different. And in the early nineties, you get to at least for rock, early you get 90s, to like grunge, like grunge, garage, just nasty thrash. It's almost like eighties was too out there. That in the nineties they were like, it, it was it was like you're high on everybody was high on cocaine. <laughs> so like the 90 early 90s was like okay that was a little bit too much let's do heroin let's all just do heroin yeah and, and just be depressed everyone's just depressed yeah and we're it, gonna sing about really dark evil subjects That's yeah it. that was the entire 90s sometimes i think about like the, the kind of like eras of music and i like i probably circle back to like the 
70s-ish kind of era the most. Honestly, I probably don't really know very much um, music from the 80s. Like, I could probably name a couple bands, maybe a couple hits, but that's about it. And then, like, the 90s, I probably listened to, like, the most. Like, 70s, 90s kind of mix between those two. But, yeah, I just... It's tough to, like, pick out between those eras. And, like, which eras specifically, like had like the most amount of influence on like the like the culture at the time you know what i mean like i feel like rock and roll had a huge influence in um people how the way people like dress um the way people even think you know what i mean like rage against the machine system of a down when those people started making music like they were pushing some pretty progressive ideas literally just by singing songs you know what i mean but also we could say the same for a lot of bands that are way you know older yep i mean dylan bob dylan bob dylan yeah he was pushing a lot of these ideas you know what i mean i mean there's gonna be so many that it's like un we're like unable to mention all but yeah. and then like you know even like um uh man what's their name what am i sly and family stone right mm-hmm. like these bands that were like these like black funk bands yeah. you know what i mean and even like funkadelic they're like pushing all these like civil rights mm-hmm. like it was that was that was a part of it yeah. like music you said it at the beginning and you couldn't have said it any better which is music is a function that comes out it it's like a, it's a form of expression yeah you know so like that that's where that's where it comes from and then usually well a lot of the times music i think is the current music is indicative of the sort of feeling of the time, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. Now that I'm I'm saying that, and I'm like kind of like taking a step back right now, thinking about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense right now. It makes sense because now. popular mm-hmm. popular music, what's what's like at least popular music in in the sense that what's played on what's played and pushed on the radios, yeah, and then what's played and pushed. You know, on social medias and and what's the like the number one you know whatever. Like I was going back to before, I feel, and I'm not always obviously right. It's my own opinion, mm-hmm. but the if if the songs that come out are indicative of the times, then we're having some problems right now. I agree. You know, I I I kind of have a pretty strong opinion on uh, the music that. Is kind of like pushed today. I just feel like ninety percent of the music that's coming out is hot garbage. It's not very musical. It's yeah. just like what sells, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. So there was a point in time where I was in high school and I discovered Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. right? And his oh, man. his okay his early works like truly, dude is like seriously talented. Yeah, like, he's absolutely. Got a great voice. He's got an amazing he, he voice. Could, yeah, it, what he did with the loop pedal and yeah, the, the guitar. Loop, yeah, and the feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude is actually super talented. He's a he's a pretty good lyricist. I I would say so. And his like first two albums were like bangers. Like I thought I was like, this is sick. This dude just like playing an acoustic guitar and singing and like it's good. You know what I mean? He's got the looper thing going. And then like his third album came out and it was just like started to go downhill you know what I mean? it started to get like kind of like poppy and you had like this weird synthetic drum kind of kick in the background and weird like bass pedal it, 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 
and now you listen to the stuff that he's like putting out now, and it's it's that has it's like a complete 180 from the kind of music that he was creating in the past. And I truly like. I hate to say it, but it's just like I don't understand how someone can like make music and develop music and say oh, I want to change my sound or I, I want to you know how how can I like what can I produce that I really enjoy that sounds like good and think that like the new stuff sounds good. You know what I mean? It's just cause I just don't think it does. Like it just sounds synthetic. Like as you were saying before, I mean, yeah, it's exactly, exactly as we're saying. And it's hard to like, everybody's got opinions. It's hard to talk shit about stuff, especially when Ed Sheeran is worth like a shitload of money. Oh yeah. And we're just normal everyday guys, right? I'm just a dude, right? And we so it's easy. It's like those assholes who sit on their their couch, like saying, "Oh, that quarterback's an idiot. He could have done." You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, every time I make fun of somebody, I do. I notice I do the I do the um, the country accent. The, the so I'm like I'm like hating on. <laughs> I'm from the south too. Anyway, it's probably why. Anyway, or. Uh, you know what I mean? But it's like, well, dude, you're just sitting on your couch. You weigh like a hundred more pounds than you're supposed to. Yeah. You know, what I mean? like that quarterback's out there doing the thing. So, and they, you can take that with anything. And I'm right there with you because they're they're band. Like, here's a band that I hate, Greta Van Fleet. Hate them. I don't like them either. All right. Don't like them. But which, that could, that's a whole other podcast that's, episode yeah, by that, itself. That, that could, right? Yeah, that could be a whole topic in itself. But. And I make fun of Ed Sheeran a lot with with a with a buddy of mine. Right? I always call him. I was like, look at look at Ed Sheeran. He's ugly. He's <laughs> he's a he's a ginger. Right. Ginger. I, and I was like, he's just. I, and his music. When I started making fun because I thought mm. his music was crap. Um, I was like, look at him. He's like a walking recessive trait. Like, it's if got, you see, like, recessive trait in the... This is that's him. Ed Sheeran. That's he Ed is, Sheeran. He yeah, is. Yeah, he's just a recessive trait in human form. Just a recessive yeah. human. Okay, and that's funny. But I do think he's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. I do think he's talented, right? But I think that uh, about most people that are probably on the pop... Not all, but most people that are on the pop church, they do have a talent, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's something that makes them... A, they, they do have talents. Yeah. But I'm right there with you. Like, Ed Sheeran, the way I see Ed Sheeran changing is the same evolution that I've seen Maroon 5 go into. I, mm, Right? Because mm, Oh, my God. Maroon 5. That's a great example, too. Their first album? Same trajectory. Oh, was my so God. Good. So good. First album was what, so what was good. It? Like, something Jane? Songs about Songs Jane. Songs about Jane. Oh, my goodness. That album is a freaking bangers start to finish i went and saw them in concert mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think it was like 2004 my sister i was in corpus christi my sister flew down i took her to see them it was awesome for their encore their their drummer uh had broken his leg or something so uh-huh. they had a replacement drummer and uh for the encore he came out playing the guitar and singing highway to hell oh my god dude and it was awesome yeah right but the band Maroon Five now—it's completely different. It doesn't even sound like a it's, band it, anymore. No, it's not a band. It—it's the band is now. You can buy like you can like buy a Maroon Five computer, and they are now in your. It's like Garage Band, buy the but Maroon Five kit. Yeah, on. that's what they are. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, 
it's like it's like it's just Adam Levine or Levine, however you say it. It's mm-hmm. like it's like just him now. And the rest, the rest of the guys, he was like, "Hey guys, you go take a break. Yeah, I got this." Yeah, you're done. You're yeah, done. you're fine. I'm, I'm replacing you with a computer. Yeah, you know. Um, and I'm not, and I'm also I'm not saying that they don't come out with the catchy th- tunes because I like like that. Girls like you, baby, girls like me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. that. Yeah. It's catchy. It's catchy. Right? But, but, but is it a band anymore? Yeah. No. It doesn't sound like a band anymore, you know? Mm. So, and you see when they come out, but like like Ed Sheeran, like Maroon 5, with like all these other people that have come out, like what's come back, at least it seems like nowadays, is, is this like dancey, they, they've like blended pop. With like EDM, EDM. because EDM, that's, that's a pretty good, yeah, because yeah, yeah. EDM, good it's comparison. fun, yeah, right. When you go to it, and then like, but every song has like when the beat drops, and that's yeah. when the MDMA kicks in, and when it happens at the same time, it's great, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, all these pop, like, so this EDM used to be this esoteric form of music that was played in like warehouses, yeah, very underground, yeah, right. Kind of, yeah. But a lot of music started that way, right? Like think about how blues and jazz started, right? Those yeah. those were songs that were sung, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, but they they brought them over from Africa, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that that's how they were sung. So a lot of things start in these small in living rooms, or mm-hmm. in, and then they oh more people like it, or just have a bigger thing or whatever. So uh-huh. EDM started that way as well, and now it's made its way into you know culture that we can see everywhere, yeah. and there creating these songs like I, I heard somebody played for me a song the other day an Ed Sheeran song mm-hmm. that it, well, it was the latest no I was watching on YouTube and I was like it was like Ed Sheeran with this EDM thing and I was like you could it doesn't even sound like him it doesn't even sound like him like you it could, sounds like a robot yeah like and there's like it, like the song will say like there's eight songwriters on this song like what wow. like what am I doing with my life yeah you know like again I'm being a hater and that's because I have not. I will sip that haterade though. <laughs> I, it's I cause, yeah, but even and in, in obviously we wouldn't know until we it, we would have the opportunity to meet somebody who's as famous and as Ed Sheeran is because mm. I mean that guy's sold out, you know, yeah. Wembley Stadium. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would I'd love to meet Ed Sheeran. And I would apologize for calling him <laughs> a walking recessive trait. I would say, just play your guitar, man. He, yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't care though. He'd be like, "Oh, it's okay, my, it's okay, mate." Okay, he'd like mate. slap me with like a million dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then like, he'd, you know, he, tell me to fuck he would off. Give you a hug, but like the hug would be really nice. You know? Yeah, I mean? it'd be like really gentle. Yeah, it's just like a the same kind of hug that I would expect from like an elf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of so, looks like a hobbit from. Lord he does. He does. <laughs> Dude, didn't he play? He was on Game of Thrones. Oh my God! He well, was. He, no, he was. Yeah, he was, was like he was him. a cameo where he was yeah. like playing. Yes, he had like a freaking loot. Oh my yeah. God, that is so funny. I forgot about that. Anyway, I would actually love to meet somebody like you, Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. right? And I would, if I was able to get him when there was no cameras or whatever, right? I would actually ask him. I'd say, Hey, what like what is your mindset? Like, uh-huh. you started out. I'm sure of it, I and mean, I could be wrong, as a guy who's playing in your room and then playing at parties yep. and then maybe sometimes going out on a, a street corner with your guitar case up. And pl- I bet he did that stuff, oh, right? Yeah. Because the guy's good. 
I think he was actually homeless at some point. Really? Like, I think he was literally living out of, like, his guitar case. Right. At, like, in his early, early career. I mean, I could be wrong. I could literally just be making this up. Right. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that, like, when he started, he was literally homeless and, like, had nothing. So, for somebody who's come up from uh, from something like that, mm-hmm. and now you're this superstar, and now you're making music... That's a far cry away mm-hmm. from what 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 brought you here. And, and again, that's not to say that you should only be playing songs that sound like songs from your first album. That's that, true. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's not to say that. However, if you created something a certain way, it's because, those first few albums because it came from your heart, mm-hmm. right? Again, it came from these circumstances. It, it, it came from somewhere, right? And that you use that passion to create these albums, mm-hmm. but then now what you're creating seems to be devoid of passion. So my question would be, and you know, this is the longest question ever, why did you do you allow yourself to do that? Mm-hmm. And for me, the only acceptable answer should be, it's because I want more money, mate. Money, more money, mate. And I would say, I'm married. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If, that, that's, if that's the answer, cool. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It does answer cool, but I I would be and I I could be wrong, but I, I would be I would be, it would be weird. I'd be surprised if you had people that who liked him from the beginning, that these diehard fans and that still like him today. Oh, I definitely no. I I would be surprised to meet anyone like who was into his music when he first started making music and still likes music. Well, I mean, honestly, I can't say that. Mm. I can't say that. I feel like. Um, just because my opinion might be different, that doesn't mean I, you know, share the same opinion with the majority, you know? Yeah. Maybe some people like that. Maybe some people are really into EDM music. Right. And maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'm just out of touch. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's true. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's something I think, I don't expect, again, artists to be the same. Mm-hmm. And artists also like I said at the beginning, you should do whatever the hell they feel like they want to do. Yep. And it's up to the consumer whether or not that they're going to buy it, mm-hmm. right? If an artist decides to take a crap in a jar and then sell it, I mean, it's it's a, it's it, who's the fool? The guy who did it or the consumer who bought it for $10,000, yeah. right? Who's the idiot there, you know? So... um I feel that way about a lot, of, you know. I can go into Kanye West and stuff like that, but like, down, down. Uh, <laughs> um, but so, I, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, I artists should change. Like, Led Zeppelin is my favorite band, mm-hmm. and I can probably undoubtedly say I love every single song on every single album. Yeah. Until I get to In Through the Outdoor, mm-hmm. which is their last album. You're like. Mm. I like about four songs, mm-hmm. and the rest of them you can throw away. For me, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, Led Zeppelin's the best band that's ever made. Nobody will ever top Come that. Close. Nobody yeah. will ever, you know. But so, and they also, as artists, go through these changes. They're trying to change themselves and reinvent themselves, mm-hmm. and they're trying to explore different avenues of music too. They're not necessarily wrong for that, right? But it. Just because you put it out doesn't mean it's going to be guaranteed to be awesome. Yeah. But I think they know that, you know? I think, yeah. I think, a lot I think of people they have that. some awareness yeah. of the fact that, hey, I might make this this 
friggin' noise, you know what I mean, that people enjoy, or maybe they won't enjoy. Yeah. You know I mean, because that's, music is just a bunch of noises, but they're cohesive. You know? Yeah, it's true. So, that's how I feel about Mr. Sheeran there. and uh, Sheeran. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, again, it's, it's hard to play that, that thing where you're like, I don't want to sound like a hater, but, I mean, but everybody has opinions. Everyone has opinions. You know? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about music, but we might as we might as well be talking to, you know, I'm sure the same people is talking the same way about sports, you know what I mean? Or about like a lot of different things, you know what I mean? So this is just, this is just our thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's it, man. Yeah. You got anything else? You got anything you want to, want to say? Mm, do I have anything that I want to say? Well, I want to say that my name is Roger and I hope everyone has blessed day or night wherever you are that was very nice of you yeah Yeah, I'm sure everybody will appreciate that my name is Tyler and I don't I'm supposed to mention bidets oh yeah Uh, (laughs) Tushy Uh, hey hey, Tushy if if you're listening anybody from Tushy if you really like your product well we love your yeah we love your product daily every single day actually I, I don't use it you you have one? I I yo oh yeah I have one at home. Oh, dude, I use yeah. it every day. If it's I could have one where I live, oh, I can't though. So <laughs> I would just install it anyways. <laughs> I don't know how to mess with those pipes there. <laughs> I can't do that, right? Don't you get to like unscrew some pipes and stuff? Oh, so it's it's like a it's it's you'll have like your pipes right, and then it'll be like the line, and then right at the end of the line should be a water shutoff valve, and you just turn that thing off, and you're good. No water will go anywhere. And they're actually like very easy to install. Like, believe it or not, like it's it's kind of like adult Legos in a sense. Mm. I know it sounds it's like very simplified, but it's kind of how my brain works. I like I really enjoy putting things together and taking them apart mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how they work, how mm-hmm. they function. That's I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff. So, like when I installed the bidet, it was like I was having fun. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like oh god, I have to. I have to mess with the plumbing. What if I fuck it up and water shoots out? I was like, this is fun. Yeah. Cool. If I, if I make a mistake, whatever. I got towels. I'll clean yeah, it up. Yeah, I'll clean it up because because the reward's so good. Oh, it is. It's, it's freaking <laughs> heavenly. You will never be cleaner. If, if anyone's listening, and I know I know my buddy Jesse is listening. He's also got a bidet. I know you got a clean ass, and that's a fact. <laughs> yeah listen if anybody knows anybody that works at at tushy and that's part of like their their upper echelon of people or anybody knows anybody who knows anybody mm-hmm. let them know that we love their product and that i mean i mean roger does i've never used it i've used real bidets over in europe uh oh real bidets real bidets uh, okay and, that, and now Tushy's going to be like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> we're a real bidet too. They're going to be like, no, we're like, yeah, a okay. bidet. Yeah, you're a real bidet just like that fucking GMO apple is a fucking real apple, right? Nah, that thing ain't real. <laughs> Everybody knows it ain't real. Hey, at, at that point, okay, wait, listen. Whatever cleans your, your cornhole well, then it works, right? So maybe that's a real bidet. Except for toilet paper. Fuck toilet paper. Yeah, fuck. Well, I like toilet paper, but toilet paper plus bidet. Now we're talking. That's the move, that's the move that's right? What I do. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's the move. So, you know, us Americans, we're really weird about the bidet. Like when you see it, when you if you go if you go on like vacation to Europe and you're like, what is this yeah. small toilet? 
People in America are very insecure about their sexuality, and men do not want something touching their buttholes. This is true. But you know what? We need to transcend that because every other first world country is on that shit. Yeah, and actually, you're you're totally right because now I I lived in Europe for like a like a total of like seven ish years of my life, mm-hmm. and I go back all the time. And I now that I'm used to things touching my buttholes, I'm like my butthole. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. It's not, it's a, not big a big deal. Like, yeah, it's great. It's just a part of my body. Yeah, it's fine. I don't you know, know why what I mean? it's like so forbidden here. It's, it's, it's pleasant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's pleasant. <laughs> that's not an advertisement that everybody can just touch my butthole. All right. Uh, that's it. That's it. All right. You know what, Mike? Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Ed Sheeran. I'm, I apologize. When your legs don't work like they used to before.